Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought there has to be a better way while working through endless rent rules and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right, today on the show, we have Eric Upchurch. How's it going, Eric? What's up, guys? I am glad to be here. Glad to be live on Facebook as always, but anything I can do to add value to you guys and your community, I am super excited about it. Yeah, thanks for being on. If you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. I am a Special Operations Army veteran and I am now a multifamily real estate investor only for the last two years. I mean, two years ago, I had zero experience. Didn't even know regular people like us could buy multifamily properties. So last year, first full year in real estate in multifamily, we closed 571 doors. And this year we were on that same freight train mentality, but it's a little different, right? As we know. So here I am. We also um, have active duty passive income as our company. And that is an amazing community of military, active duty veterans, spouses, and families. And we teach them how to invest in real estate. And we have a full range of financial services and just all this other stuff. So it's really cool. All right, Eric. Well, first, you know, thank you for your service. And man, you, you've come uh, really far in such a short period. So super impressed. Let's talk about community management engagement. You know, why is it important to have the community engagement? So like at our assets, is that, I mean, I would love to talk about that. So I feel like what we do, and I'll just actually start at one of the key things that we do. And I hope actually people will just copy this. So what we do is we will do some research and find whenever we buy an asset, we will find a local military hero. And it doesn't matter at all, whether it was Spanish-American War or, or all the way up to current today, you know, whatever. So someone locally there that has had an impact in the past in a local community. So one of the, even if it's a tertiary, you know, like one of the 80 units we just bought last year was, is in a town of 5,000 people. But we look at that and we go, how can we bring the community together? And one way that we do that is we honor one military hero or local military hero, and maybe they're a Medal of Honor recipient or Bronze Star, Silver Star. And we commemorate that with a a bronze plaque and we mount it to a, a stone at the base of a flagpole in a centrally located area between the buildings, maybe around a garden or around a, a playground or something where it's, it's obviously recognizable near the leasing office, something like that. And we went a step further and invited the entire community out to an event. Now, 
the event didn't happen because of what's going on currently in the industry, but or in the in the market economy. But it is about probably going to happen more close to Veterans Day, and if it has to be pushed off, so we try to do it like Memorial Day, Veterans Day types of events. Fourth of July would be another good one, but. So what we'll do is bring a taco truck, we'll bring bounce houses in. I invited obviously the mayor, a bunch of people in the community, the school district folks across the street. And I even went so far as to contact the governor of Indiana's office and they had committed to bringing a proxy from their office to our event, news agencies, all that stuff. Why? Why would you do that, Eric? And that's your question. It's a long-winded way of saying, We do that because we believe that not only should veterans own as much of America as possible, but we owe it to our communities that we invest in to make them a better place to live. And that's how I talk to city officials. When I talk to them, I say, here's us. Here's why we're uniquely qualified to be investing in your community. And here's why we want to give back and how we want to give back. So we've had quite a bit of success with that. And, you know, it's a a beautiful niche and it does great things. And that's what we really want to focus on. I love it. That's great. And this happens on your property that you do that you take over. Yep. Every property that we purchase, every asset that we purchase, and it takes months, you know, because right when you buy a property, you're in, I mean, asset management is obviously like, that's when the work starts on the property. You think it's a lot getting up to like closing, but the real work starts at asset man right when you close, right? So you got to let the dust settle and get things kind of situated. But, you know, meanwhile, my role on the, on one of my roles on the team is, doing that research, talking to like the chamber of commerce and, and the historical society and seeing if I can dig up anything. There's a lot of great websites that I can find military heroes locally in certain markets and stuff. So yeah, we, we do that as fast as possible on every single asset that we buy going forward. And granted, we haven't bought a lot of properties yet, but we will. And I hope that people listening to this will go, I'm just going to copy Eric and I'm going to dedicate my building after a military hero. I hope you do. That's, that's a great idea. What are some of the other um, ways that you engage the community? So that type of event, I think you guys have probably heard of other people doing like, you know, banquets or SPCA. Like if you want to get actually one cool thing, if you want to, I heard this from a buddy of mine. He goes, whenever we buy an asset, we host an SPCA day, uh, adopt a dog day. So this community engagement, because you can, you can reach out to the whole community and say, come to our property and adopt a dog. And you're, you're kind of hoping that your tenants are going to adopt a dog because then they have to pay pet rent, right? So um, as a value add, it's, it's kind of a community engagement. So you think about community engagement as ways to really serve the community, but it's also going to end up serving your investors because it's going to increase the NOI on your property most likely. And even if it doesn't, it gives your property a good name. And, and there's a lot, it's like curb appeal, right? Well, that looks really nice. But if people feel good about your property because you're doing amazing things like helping, you know, uh, abandoned pets get adopted, it's a great thing. And the community will recognize that. And I had somebody the other day ask me, you know, would you do that? You said you did that at a tertiary market. Would you do that in like Dallas? Absolutely. I will contact the mayor of Dallas. I don't care what community it is. And I will relentlessly pursue that until somebody gets back with me. And, uh, and we'll make it happen. Excellent. What results have you seen from this amazing community engagement? I'll give you a, a quick example. When I met with the mayor of, the, of that 80 unit, he enjoyed our conversation. I took him out to lunch. He said, you know what? I'd like to take you, if you got time, I'd like to take you to the city hall and uh, just give you a tour of the city hall. 
So we went downtown. He took me on a tour of the city hall. I met the building commissioner and a whole bunch of other people there. He introduced me, walked me through their offices and, and we shook hands and I gave him our book and, you know, a, a challenge coin, a military challenge coin and some other stuff and really great time. And he was like, oh man, scrambling around trying to give me like a tumbler with his name on it or, you know, whatever. But, um, so here's what happened. One of our tenants, uh, female, got drunk and she ended up with a DUI and went to jail and some other stuff, but she hit a row of eight of our garage units that were detached. So, you know, none of the departments were affected, but she rammed right into it. Well, that section of the building got condemned, the, the eight units, the eight garage units got condemned, but we knew that we knew the building commissioner. And so we were able to reach out to him and make sure that all of our I's were dotted and T's were crossed as far as how we blocked it off. We made sure he understood we were going to fix it and the insurance, you know, claim had already been started. And so, because of that, there was just no, there were no issues from the city government. The local government had our back on it. And so just one small example of they knew who we were. So they knew we were on top of it and we were constantly communicating with them. NOI perspective. I mean, you know, when you do these community events, does it bring in, you know, 10% more renters or, you know, how, how does that translate to your income statement? So absolutely. When you've got, I mean, when you take over property and, you, and you're in the value add space and you put up the new flags that are flying around and you're attracting attention and we're right across the street from K through 12, which they're building new facilities at and it's, it's amazing. So anything that you're doing to attract p- traffic, like foot traffic through your property and you've put in a new playground or you've, you know, put some new landscaping in because it's springtime or whatever it is, that all gives people like, okay, there's new owners here. They mean business. They're bringing people through here. Another thing we did that has increased our occupancy, actually our occupancy since COVID hit has gone up 10%. So Facebook marketplace has been amazing for us. Uh, as far as, you know, tracking leads and getting foot traffic in. And people are so familiar with using it that we're able to respond right away. And that's just what people are familiar with for communication. So between that and, and we call that kind of community engagement also, just being active on social media, having a forward-facing Facebook page for the asset that our property manager is the admin for and, and she can handle that for us. Yeah, we've heard great things about Facebook Marketplace. Any missteps that you've done as far as community engagement that you'll no longer do or you learned a lesson from? Oh, that's a good question. For those, nothing off the top of my head that I can think of. And you know, some stuff though, if you try it, I mean, it's, it's worth trying everything. And if one thing fails, it's okay. It's just a learning lesson and you move on. But yeah, nothing, nothing so far. All right, I'm going to pass it over to Kyle. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. All right, Eric, we ask every guest this final question. What is your asset management superpower? It is super networking. I love being in front of people. And it's interesting because I'm an introvert. I'm an INTJ on the Myers-Briggs category, if you want to put me in a box. Don't believe it. But (laughs) check it out. So I can talk to you guys on Facebook. I love you and everybody else out there and at conferences. I seem energetic and outgoing and whatever. The way I recharge is by myself. I'm that guy who likes to go to movies by himself. And just like, that's, I just don't want any distractions. And I just want to focus and not think. That's how I recharge. So, at, you know, you see me at, a, I've seen you guys a bunch at conferences and stuff and, and at meetups and in my hotel room that night is me sitting there like quietly 
recharging. I got off, off topic there, but yeah, so I love the networking piece of it. And I believe that actually connecting. So people say this is a people business, but I like to take it a step further and say, this is a connecting of people business. So, you know, Gary, if I know that you've got a deal and Kyle, you've got money, I'm listening to those things as I am talking to people, not just looking through their head as they're introducing themselves and talking about their kids. I do my best to intentionally listen to who they are, because if you ask the right questions to them, they'll tell you what their problems are. And, and they won't call them problems, but they'll say what they're having a challenge with or what they just experienced or whatever. That's just inherent to human beings. They want to tell you who they are, what their challenges are. And I can be the fixer of those. I can find a solution if I'm listening throughout the day to who's got their solution. And maybe it comes three months later. You guys can solve my problem if you know that there's a property near a military installation. You're like, Eric's the military guy, no problem. Or if you have a guy who's getting out of the military and wants to know how to invest in real estate. Yeah, Eric's the military guy. We'll send him your way. So it's that type of listening and networking that I absolutely love. And I do it on the city, state, and whatever level I can at all of our assets. And I think everybody should do that and, and be bold about it. There's nothing wrong with contacting the governor of the state that you're buying in and trying to get a foot in the door and telling them who you are. Be unique, build your personal brand, and tell people what you want. Love this. Love this. Awesome. Thanks, Eric, for coming on, talking to us about community engagement. You know, a couple of things I learned, get involved, you know, just like you said, get out of your comfort zone, get the local community involved, be relentless in your pursuit. That's the number one thing I actually learned here today. And I think it's hard to find, you know, an NOI driver here with community engagement. But I think what it does is it reduces turnover in the long run and really does drive your NOI. So it certainly has a lot to do with asset management, even though you don't think being involved in your community would. So I appreciate that. Appreciate you being on. If you can tell listeners where you can find out more about you. I am Eric at ActiveDutyPassiveIncome.com or on Facebook, of course, right here or at Real Eric Upchurch, Instagram. Awesome. And if you have not heard of ADPI, you've got to go check it out. Their community is amazing. So go check that out. To all our listeners, thanks for coming on. And if you like this episode, head over to iTunes and Stitcher, give us a rating, subscribe and review so we can continue to grow the audience here. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.